if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, this is the uh, Sweet 16 preview program as we get ready for the Sweet 16 tomorrow. Uh, the next two days we'll have the Sweet 16. Then on Monday we will have the uh, Elite Eight. And uh, we will go uh, from there, I guess, and uh, see what happens. We'll you know review the first two rounds a little bit on this program, and then we'll probably discuss um, you know other topics, other various topics, uh, such as the uh, 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 coaching stuff as we welcome in Mr. T-B-L-A-R or whatever. What did I just say? I don't know. I don't know. We'll go with it. Um, How's it going? Yeah. How's it going? I mean, I got to say. The quickest 30 seconds ever. Did you do a 30-second countdown? I did not. I just went right into it. I mean, that's kind <laughs> of course of you did. Okay. I just go right All into right. it and okay. go. And uh, I think the 30-second thing is really saved for the Illini podcast. But, you know, yeah. it is what it is. But I guess <laughs> as we get into this, you know, we got college basketball next four days, I think, right? Because yes. we got Sweet 16. Four. I guess – are they I mean, playing on Monday and Tuesday? I think they are. Ah, well, we're very yeah. Twenty ninth and thirtieth is the ready. elite eight, so it's a weird schedule. But so this is what they get for not starting it on Thursday. Hopefully next year they do, and hopefully next year we have a region in New York, a region in LA, the whole thing. Hopefully we can get back to that. I think we will though by by next year at this time you'd think. Um, but anyway, I want to cover some of the coaching stuff that's been going on in college basketball because there's been a lot of weird things happening and things that people probably didn't expect. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do an Elite Eight preview show. I mean, I already have a logo ready for it, so we might as well do that uh, Monday morning or Sunday night or something or whatever. Uh, whatever okay. you want to do, we can do that. Then we'll do a Final Four one as well later in the week. But uh, let's start coaching-wise, and I want to talk about a couple moves. Number one is Pat Kelsey going from Winthrop to um, College of Charleston. Weird move. Uh, he's going from the Big South to the Colonial Athletic. I know he got a ton of money to go to College of Charleston, so it's a good move for him in terms of getting a huge raise. And I think eventually he'll be a power conference coach. Um, mm-hmm. He did a great job of Winthrop. I know they didn't win in the first round like a lot of people expected them to, but he did that. And then the real surprising one is Shaka Smart leaving Texas to go to Crazy. Marquette. I mean, I don't think it's official yet, but it's going to be official. Yeah. Very yeah. weird move. But also yeah. I think it's the right move for Shaka. Yeah, I mean, the writing was probably on the wall. Uh, you know, he hasn't succeeded at Texas. They're um, the richest program that doesn't win anything. Yeah. They have um, so much money. They can get whoever they want, barring that that person would actually take the raise. Like, I think their number one target at Texas is going to be Chris Beard. Yeah. Uh, which I, I don't think Chris Beard should leave. Yeah. If I were him, I wouldn't leave. I See, I that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't want the Texas job. They're, I mean – Everybody wants you to win. I, you know, he, I, I think that Shaka built a good program. He's got good players, um, but he's used to, you know, running his, you know, havoc system or whatever you call it with not top tier players. Um, so, you know, it's easier to make guys less recruited buy into a program than guys that, you know, maybe have a bigger head. They had so much talent on that Texas team. I mean, I said this year 
going into the tournament. They were top five in this tournament in terms of talent, length, and athleticism. Yeah. I think teams that were with them, I think Illinois was the same way with the talent and experience and athleticism and all that stuff. And it's not like Texas's lineup was a bunch of freshman five stars. You had Coleman, Ramey, and Jones were all either juniors or seniors. Yeah. You had Jericho Sims as a senior and Kai Jones as a junior. So they had a lot of experience. And the fact that not only did they lose in the first round, they lost to a team that is in the same state as them that shouldn't <laughs> ever be able to compete with them in any sport. No. I mean, it's absurd. You know Abilene Christian has gotten $120 million from boosters after they won that game? Playing it? Wow. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, if a, a team starts a five-seven guy and then two six-foot guys, you probably should. I mean, hey, if you're him. Texas, do you hit up Joe Golding, who's the head coach at Abilene Christian? Uh, I don't. He's know. got ties to Texas. He yeah. has a tremendous system. I mean, if imagine he could play that defensive system with actual size and athleticism and right. guys that can score. Yeah, I mean, I think he could take them to another level. I doubt that happens because they're going to want to go for the big name, big name, big yeah. splash, drop uh, one. I think Chris Beard's contract is if a Big 12 team has to buy him out, it's $6 million. If it's a non-Big 12 team, it's $3 million. So I think Texas Tech did that with the idea of him not being able to go to Texas. But Texas would do it. I don't think Beard should leave, though. I think he's got something really good going at Texas Tech and why leave. And also, I like how Texas fired Rick Barnes and then got Shaka. And Rick Barnes has just done a great job at Tennessee. So <laughs> right. probably a yeah. mistake. Yeah, they wanted um, to go for that big savvy. I wanted shock at Illinois. That's what I'm. Do you think that he's he's thinking that maybe he should have gave Illinois more of a look? Or I doubt it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. He I, probably I wouldn't be there still. Track. If he that's if true. he got instead of Gross, I doubt Shock is still here. Yeah, that's true. That's maybe true. Texas wants to throw some money at Brad Underwood, and then Illinois gets Porter Moser. <laughs> That'd be interesting. I yeah, I don't think there. Brad's going to leave. I mean, maybe it, Brad has no reason to leave. No, he's got something going here. Yeah, and, uh, unless, unless it's unless it's something like a dream job of his, I don't think that. But you he, know what? The most surprising thing to me about the coaching stuff is that I thought if there was going to be a former Illinois coach that retired this year, it'd be Bruce Weber. But it was Lon Kruger. It's very <laughs> weird. I'm surprised True. Bruce is still there. True. I really am. Yeah. Uh, and the Big Twelve is shaken up now with coaches. I mean, you got. Steve Prom out at Iowa State, they bring in TJ Otzelberger, whatever his name is from UNLV. And then you got now Texas is open. If Beard leaves for Texas, then you have Texas Tech open. Uh, it's very weird. And I thought with all the craziness we've seen in the Big 12, I thought Kansas State would be open, but it's not. So, yeah, true. I'm trying to think of any other surprising hires or interesting hires that we've seen. I. I'm just wondering what's going to happen in Indiana because the 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 following the Indiana coaching thing is just so ridiculous. Like they <laughs> they think they're going to get Brad Stevens. That's not going to happen. That's just, why would you? That's Indiana fans. Though. Yeah. They, why would they you? They're going to just get. But they pressured reporters enough to ask Brad Stevens 25 times about whether he's going to go there. Why <laughs> would you leave a great NBA job to go back to college? You know how much better, and I've heard this said a lot of times. You know how much better the lifestyle is of an NBA coach over a college coach. If you're a college coach, you're probably working 365 days out of the year, whether it's recruiting or actual coaching. So the NBA job is so much better. You could take month, you could take a month off in the off season and not miss anything. True. So, you know, I wouldn't do that for him. Uh, I did see they were quote unquote zeroing in on Chris Holtman, but then the tweet said that Chris Holtman's happy in Columbus. I don't know why he would leave to go to Indiana unless yeah. he's getting like double in salary. I. 
Nothing they're gonna makes throw, sense. They're going to throw the a NBA, lot of money out there. I know that, but I mean, they have I, to. I really don't know what they're going to do. Fad Mata, I think, is might be a guy who gets it, but I, I thought they he failed, a failed physical. Yeah, physical. Yes, I thought he would get it, but I guess that's not. why he got out of coaching, isn't it? It's kind of surprising that he's that he would want back in. I mean, he's only fifty three. Yeah, I don't there know. was quote unquote conflicting reports, so he left Ohio State in twenty seventeen. And of health uh, issues, I thought. I think so, because that was six years or uh, four years ago. So he was in his 40s still then. Yeah. So obviously he didn't get, I don't think he got fired, right? So I don't think so. I think he was just because of all the back pain or whatever. Okay. So this is what it says Rivals report said that Mata and the Hoosiers agreed. To a contract that would have made him the new head coach, but he failed physical. But then an unnamed source within the Indian athletic department said they didn't have an agreement and acknowledged that Mata wants to return to coaching under the right circumstances and that Indiana's searches for a new coach is ongoing. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Okay. I think the whole thing, when do you it's think all going to be about disappointment. Figure it out. Like, I mean, do you, you got to do it quickly. Yeah, that's, but I don't know where um, they're going to turn to. Right. I don't know where you even go now. Is it really worth the the whole splash thing now? Is it really worth giving a guy a ton of money? Why don't you just get someone who can coach? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, but who would have who would have thought that Brad Underwood was on the market? You know who who would have yeah. thought that Chaka Smart would you know be leaving Texas to go to Marquette? I, you know, it's just you never know in this game. I wonder what's going to happen in Oklahoma. You know, if I had to guess right now, I'm going to say this live on this program. If I had to guess who the next coach at Oklahoma is, are you ready? I'm ready. Mark Turgeon. Boom. There you go. There's your bombshell, folks. Turgeon's going to leave Maryland yeah. and go to Oklahoma. Watch. He, yeah. He wants out of he was, Yeah, I, that's, I've heard that. I've so Oklahoma is a perfect rumors. fit. You're in a lesser – you're in a conference where you're not going to have the same constant BS every year which is what the Big Ten is. The Big Ten's never bad. And the Big 12 was good this year, but, like, you know, some teams were are at a higher – like, Baylor's never been this good. Right. So, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Scott Drew's not going to Indiana. I don't think there's any way that happens, but maybe he does. And I'll say this before we get to the Sweet 16. Nothing has ever been scarier than the current Gonzaga program. Because you remember, they haven't always been getting these big-time recruits. Mark Few starting to get five-star recruits. Yeah. They got the number 13 overall guy, Hunter Salas, and they're probably going to get the number one guy, which is Chet Holmgren. And now we already knew that he can coach, and, and now he's starting to reel in the five-stars. Well, that the won't happen. <laughs> if they have a football program, they would do that, I'm sure. But Maybe they know. can start up – maybe they, the basketball players can start up like a seven-on-seven football team or something. Does that get you in the big – does that get you into power conferences? No, it doesn't. No, so shoot. All right, I'm trying, Gonzaga. I'm trying, but Gonzaga. I mean, seriously, they're starting to get the they five don't. stars now. I mean, they're never going to lose the West Coast regular season again. Yeah, like I, I would bet right now that by 2030 they will win every single West Coast regular season title. Yeah, because they're also getting like three and four star guys that are staying there for a while. That are yeah. Like what was he's, he's he usually doesn't get one. I mean, Suggs is a little different, but Suggs is like the the main guy that came in and is a five star, and he's only going to be a one and done. Yeah, but like Kispert was a four star who's ninety second. He probably would have left last year 
like Io, him and Io were in the same situation. Yeah. They both decided to stay, which I think was great moves for them. Mm-hmm. He was 92nd overall. He's also from Spokane. Um, and then you look at Drew Timmy. I don't remember what he was. I'm going to look it up, though. Um, so he was pretty highly recruited, I think. Timmy's a senior, right? He's a sophomore. He's a sophomore? It feels like he's been there forever. Jeez. Yeah, he's only a sophomore. He's class of 19. He is a, another four-star. He was like a – he had 32 offers, though, so he wasn't – he's not – like I'm saying they're starting to get the top of the top. Yeah. Like they've had a lot of four-stars that have been very good and three-stars that stay there multiple years. But now they're starting to get the big-time guys. Yep. And, and, and guys that fit his system, too. You know. He's, yeah, and of course I think the best way to win in college basketball at this point is – Definitely not Kentucky's model anymore. No, nope. even though they, I mean, those are just the win. You win one every few decades. I, and I think that's gonna, you know, I think that's gonna change more now with the G League and stuff like that. I think that the one and duns aren't gonna be as prevalent as they were. So, which, which it might be a scary thing for the, for the blue blood. You know, I mean, once they start getting guys and developing guys better. Um, uh, it could be scary for everybody, just like it wasn't. So things could change, but it's looking like Chet Holmgren, who's the number one guy in next year's class, is going to go to Gonzaga. He's a seven foot one ninety center. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he is pounds on. super but, skinny. I mean, Evan Mobley's skinny too, and he's a stud. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, I don't really think that matters at this point. No, and then and then Hunter Salas was the number seven overall recruit and the number one point guard and he's going to Gonzaga. So yeah, I don't know how Gonzaga doesn't ever lose a game in the West coast again. Is there any way at this point? Probably not. Right. I mean, I mean, it'd have to be a fluke. I think. How embarrassing is it that Minnesota has no chance to get home grid. Who's literally from Minneapolis. I mean, come on. (laughs) Like, what are we doing here? But whatever. Uh, all right, let's get to the Sweet 16, which involves Gonzaga, by the way. Um, and by the way, Minnesota hired Ben Johnson as their head coach. He used to play there, and he was a good recruiter for them when he was an assistant. Then he was an assistant to Xavier, and now he's back doing that. So there you go. I guess John Beeline's not going to Minnesota. He's probably not even going to get back into coaching, I guess. Which no, I don't see it. Him leaving Michigan was the stupidest he could have he's ever gonna done. He's going to be 80-some years old, right? All right. Um so we'll talk about the upsets in the first round, I suppose. Okay. And what we saw. Yeah. As I pull out the uh, bracket key, obviously. Oh, the key. Well, uh, Ohio State losing. I guess that's a big one, right? Losing yeah. the first round. Um, yeah. And your buddy, what, what's his name that predicted this? Sean Paul, yes. Sean Paul. Who I have lined up. designer, Sean Paul, right? Exactly. I have him lined up to uh, join us before the final four. So oh, nice. Cool. We'll have him. Um, yeah. Oral Roberts probably shouldn't have been a 15 seed. Um, eh, I mean, I resume wise, they should have been a 15 seed, but actual yeah. team wise, they were more like a 13 or a 14. Yeah. But their biggest problem is that they have two guys and then the rest are like depth right. guys that have to hit some shots if they want to win games. Yeah, and how is that dude's name Asmus or whatever? Asmus. <laughs> how? It's A-B-M-A-S. Explain I that. I don't get it either, but... <laughs> anyway. I mean, it sounds cooler, Asmus. It does sound Sounds cool cooler than Abmus. 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 Obmus, whatever. I want to know the, the 
origin of that name. I mean, Max Aceways is great, and he leads the uh, team, leads the country in scoring. But Kevin O'Banner's been their best player in the tournament. Yeah. yeah, he hits every top of the key three. He had a bunch of and ones against Florida. Yeah, he hit. He's like an eighty-eight percent free throw shooter. Yeah, he, those two guys are averaging a ton of points. Yeah, so yeah, have a big, I'm, a big guy that can do that too. That's, they're a fifteen yeah. seed that has a legit chance to get the elite eight. I mean, I literally, I think they have a chance against Arkansas. I don't think I'd pick it. But they yeah. have a damn good chance. Like I yeah. knew, I had a good feeling they beat Florida. I didn't think they beat Ohio State. I know, I knew how good they were, but I just didn't think that Ohio State would lose based on the fact they just lost the Big Ten championship. They have so much talent there, and they just didn't play well. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, other first round upsets. I mean, Oregon State embarrassing Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee. This was a very disappointing season for them. So it much was talent. Super disappointing. Nine lefties. I mean, a I good. Thought maybe they team. were going to get it together, but man, they got destroyed. They were bad. Ohio beat Virginia, which I had. Not surprising. I think yeah. Ohio was very good. I, I did think Ohio would beat Creighton, but they didn't. So, yeah, that. Um, what else is there? Uh, Aveline North Christian beating Texas. Texas. North Texas beating Purdue. I mean, we touched on I think Aveline I called Christian. That. But... I think I called that North Texas win. In the, in the shoot from the hip. I also had them beating Villanova too. So, and they got. I didn't think rocked. Purdue. <laughs> I didn't think Purdue would have a chance to lose that game. I was a little too high on Purdue, maybe. Yeah, you uh, you were all about Purdue. Big Ten tournament, and then I mean, this tournament, you you loved them. Never trust Matt Painter. <laughs> That's all I can say. About Matt that. Painter does not pound nails. I think the biggest, do, the most dominating performance in the first round, upset wise, was Syracuse. I mean, they beat the living f out of San Diego State. I mean, Buddy yeah. Beheim might be the greatest score in the history of basketball. I mean, seriously. Whoa, <laughs> I have a pretty strong feeling that Syracuse is going to win tomorrow. I yeah, I, I, uh, I can see that. Um, Houston didn't look great. Uh, there was no reason that Rutgers shouldn't have won that game against Miles them. Johnson missing that dunk would have put him up 10 instead of – or was it 8 instead of 6? I think it was 10 instead of 8. Would have put them up 10 instead of 8, and then after that they crumbled. The slow the game down when you're only up Stupid. five or six or whatever it was and and just bleed the shot clock to five seconds and then have to force something is the worst coaching decision. I was or, surprised that a, a Steve Pickle team would do that. As <laughs> Charles Merkley called him, Coach Pickle. I, I thought he pounded nails. I did not think that they would do that. But I, another game that wasn't really an upset, but it was a throttling, was Wisconsin beating the brakes off of North Carolina. I mean, I I had worries about North Carolina's length. I did pick Wisconsin to win the game. I didn't think they'd kill them, but yeah, I think the experience factor of the fact that North Carolina is young and Wisconsin's old definitely played a role Jeez. in that beatdown. Um, second round wise upsets. I mean, first loss Oregon, for uh, in the first round, right? For uh, yeah, I think so. Roy. Yeah, so. which I mean, most of the time they're like a one or yeah, two usually they're not playing anybody. Yeah. True. Um, is it that much of a surprise that USC beat Kansas? Because it's not for me. I think it's a surprise they beat him by thirty-four, but it's not that much of a surprise overall. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't think that was a big. You surprise. were on the Kansas suck train for the whole season. They I were have. better than you. I think they were better. They ended up being better than you thought, but they, they still were. weren't that good. But Bill Self can't win in the tournament, and I'll I'll die on that grave. Wait, that's <laughs> <okay>. on that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, how about Oregon? Just 
flame throwing from deep, making every shot against Iowa. I mean, this is what I said I the whole season. X-12 this is what is this is unreal. what was going to happen to Iowa if they didn't yeah. have a game where they could. You scored eighty points and you yeah. lost by fifteen. Yeah, you can't give up ninety five points and win in the, in the NCAA tournament. I mean, and just that's, unreal. That is I. I mean, that's Iowa. I mean, what did I say about Dana Altman? Dana Altman aligns Rubik's Cubes, as Rothstein says. He yeah. wins in the tournament, and they're going to win it. on Sunday. You know, and and they didn't even have a warm up game. I mean, they came into this and I, yeah, it was impressive. The Pac twelve, it, it's funny because you know I, I know we're, we'll talk about it later, but like the way they play basketball compared to how like the Big Ten plays, it's just so much different. I mean, it's it's running shooting, it's not slow. You know, mostly half court, and I think that's what Illinois tries to do, but the, but Loyola just embarrassed them. This tournament has proven that matchups matter more than anything in the Mm -hmm. tournament. Yeah. Like some teams got really bad draws in the second round and Iowa is one of those teams. Yeah. Oregon is so Oregon on paper is like a four seed. I think they have so much talent. They're good defensively when they have to be. I mean, I know they didn't play much defense against uh, Iowa because they didn't have to, but they're athletic. Um, And did they have, was, did Oregon have two COVID pauses? I don't remember. They had a lot of issues, yeah. though. I yeah. gotta look up. Let me see if I can pull up my binder to check their uh, yeah, get that their slick their lineup. I pulled out the wrong region. It's the West region. What an idiot! Um, <laughs> but Oregon, <laughs> like, if you look at some of the like dates from when they played to when they didn't play, I mean, they had two weeks where they didn't play at all. They didn't start the season until about a week later than everybody else. They lost to Missouri, and That's then they right. rattled they off had a COVID calls before it even started. Yeah, and had one midseason. They had two weeks where they didn't play, uh, but they got really hot. I mean, they're a twenty, they're a twenty-one and sixteen. Yeah. So, yeah, and a twenty-one and sixteen—that's a seven seed yeah. that wins the Pac-12 in the regular what? season. I mean, yeah, what is going on? Say whatever you want about Loyola, Chicago, or Georgia Tech, or anybody. Yeah. Oregon's the most underseeded team. I agree by far. Yeah. I mean, just a ton of talent. They were top 16. They were 16th in offensive efficiency going into the tournament. You look at their lineup, they have lengthy guards. Chris Duarte is 6'6". LJ Figueroa is 6'6". Will Richardson is 6'5". That's you, three guards right and there. And you notice that with Pac-12, they're long. Like, their guards are long. Uh, I mean, it, it it's a different game for them, it seems like. you know. And they, they've proven that it's the game that's working, the way that the Pac-12 has played. Oregon has no real like tall player in their lineup. Yeah. They're all like the same size. Yeah, six but five and the, they have six five and then four six six guys. Yeah, they have Eugene from Eugene who's six six playing the five, and it worked. I mean, Garza got his numbers, but everyone else did nothing. Wieskamp was okay. Everybody else for Iowa was terrible in that game. And then off the bench, you have Frank Kepnang who blocks everything and is six eleven. I mean, this is a really deep Oregon team, and I wouldn't want to play them. Yeah, I think they'll beat USC. Even if they don't, I think whoever wins the USC-Oregon game has a chance to compete with Gonzaga, probably not beat them. But, yeah. um, I sure. mean, I, I think this Oregon team is legit, and I've been saying it the whole time. I had them in the Elite Eight. I'm one step away from being right on the money on that one. Not a big deal. rest of my bracket sucks, but I can take that one home. <laughs> if Florida State beats That's Michigan, though, I nailed that too. If Florida yeah. State beats Michigan, and. uh We'll see uh, other second round upsets. I would say, um, well, we need to talk about UCLA a little bit more. Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, they come back against Michigan State. They beat them. They handle BYU. I don't think BYU ever really had a chance in that yeah. game. 
even though I had BYU winning no matter what. But And then Abilene Christian was just a really easy draw for them. Abilene Christian, they had their one great game. They're too small. They didn't. They couldn't score. Yeah. And I think that their defensive style is not sustainable for not multiple games in a row in a, in a tournament. Yeah. Because yeah. they play really hard. They have a ton of players that play, and they close out on everything. But it's hard to do that two games in a row against teams that are so talented. I mean, how's BYU a six and Oregon was a seven? Come on. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I mean, if you look at the actual quality of the teams, it it really doesn't. And that's why, especially in a season like this, I would have thought the committee would have looked at the quality of a team rather than their resume. I mean, I think we were way too resume-based. Loyola Chicago was the number nine team on Kent Bob going into the tournament. Say what you want about the resume. I know they had some bad quad losses. By the way, the quad system sucks. we got to get rid of that. But they were such a better team than an eight seed. We have to stop looking so far into resumes. That's what kills a bracket. That's what kills a number one or a two seed. I know that they're supposed to be better teams, but we have to look at the quality of a team more than their resume. I think this year would have been the year to do that. Right? Why would you not do that? I mean, Loyola Chicago is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Number nine overall in Kinpom. You look at the top eight, they were all ones and two seeds. Then yeah. the number nine team is an eight seed. That was crazy. I don't care that they lost to Wisconsin and Richmond. I don't. I don't no. care they lost to Indiana State and Drake. Don't care. On the road. And then, I mean, besides the Wisconsin game, I think they were all fairly close games. And the committee, once again, does their quad system BS, looking at the resume more than the actual quality of a team, and they screwed over a one. The committee wanted that game. There's no doubt about it. They wanted that Illinois, Loyola. They probably wanted Oregon, Iowa, too. And and Loyola, Chicago ran Illinois out of the gym. They did. And we're not going to talk about that game anymore. (laughs) Um, I agree. Syracuse killed San Diego State. We got that. Uh, yep. They also beat West Virginia. So yeah, and so so the bracket that we, you know, may have been the hardest. People thought it has an eight, a twelve, an eleven, and a two. <laughs> so, and I guarantee it's going to be an eight against an eleven or a twelve against an eleven. Yeah, in the elite eight. Yeah, you really you really love Buddy, don't you? I think Syracuse, when they're double digit seed, they get to the elite eight at a minimum. Yeah. And Houston, I don't think, can score enough. And I don't care how good Houston is defensively. West Virginia tried to actual, actually play some defense. That didn't work. San Diego State was a pretty good defensive team. They got killed. When they can jump on you and they're hitting threes. Also, Alan Griffin does nothing for them, by the way. So we oh, don't have terrible. to be mad at Syracuse for having yeah. He does nothing. He's terrible. I was talking to uh, Ian uh, Tinsley, he's a big Syracuse guy. And he goes, people are like, how are you liking him? And he's like, he doesn't do anything. <laughs> so, I mean. Is he still start? And I think he's, I do think he started, but I think he played like eight minutes. I also, uh, didn't he average like 14 points a game? I don't know. I don't think, I think he really fell I think off. He's made five game. points in the tournament is what. He you know, did. I think, I think they were bad when he was scoring and now they're good now that he's not scoring as much. He averaged 13.7 a game. Wow. He had three against uh three against West Virginia and zero against San Diego State. He played okay, yeah. Listen to his minutes. Ready? Mm-hmm. His entire season. 
Here we go. 37, 30, 30, 37, 29, 24, 39, 37, 33, 32, 32, 16, 37, 36, 39, 26, 40, 31, 24, 32, 33, 30, or 23, 39. Now we get to the ACC tournament, 32, 12, 15, 11. So I don't I think he, I wonder if he stepped on it. stepped on a guy in practice or something. He could have done that, yeah. Probably stepped on Buddy, and you know Jim's just not having it. Don't I mess mean, with yeah. my kid. By the way, that Tanner Groves from Eastern Washington entered the transfer portal just now. Uh, he was the Big Sky Player of the Year, seventeen points, eight rebounds. He had thirty-five against Kansas. So, and he looks like Zeke Schrute from The Office. So. Keep that in mind. Um, there's three big Cinderella teams that are double-digit seeds that we are going to talk about. They're all on the right side of the bracket. I guess I don't really want to consider uh, UCLA a Cinderella, but they're in there, so they're in 11, so whatever. Which of these four teams, because I'll include UCLA, which of these four teams has the best chance to get to the national championship game? I don't think any of them will, but you got Oral Roberts, Oregon State, Syracuse, UCLA, go. Uh, I would go with Syracuse. Yeah. Um, I think they have the easiest path as long as if they get past Houston. I mean, I don't think they have a problem. They're going to have a problem with Loyola or, uh, Oregon state, but imagine calling Syracuse a Cinderella. I said, I didn't want to do it, but I just <laughs> included the double digit seeds left. I know I get it. The only real Cinderella's it. left are Oral Roberts and Oregon state, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and UCLA doesn't really count. Yeah, I agree. They're power conferences, so yeah. it's kind of even though Oregon State is Oregon State is, but, but they, they also had to play into the tournament and the fact that they're still making a run is pretty impressive. Would we consider Georgetown that if they would have gotten to the Sweet Sixteen? Yes. Okay. But also, I love how no chance Georgetown was getting to the Sweet yeah. Sixteen. I love how Kudus Wahab. Who is that big time player for them? He was, developed, he was developed by Ewing. He was a Big East tournament all first team. Ewing developed him in the first two years. He was going to be their go to guy next year. And then he goes in the transfer portal. Like, why would you leave? Like, Dude, there's the no such thing as portal is ridiculous. I've, I've heard there's 900 guys in it already. Is that true? I can give you the exact number right now. <laughs> All I know is that uh, some a lot. I think a lot of guys are going to end up going back to where they were. I do too. Yeah, I mean, like just we saw that with Isaiah Brockington. Yeah, at yeah. Penn State. Very All right, transfer portal. You ready? Nine hundred and twenty-eight. Nine hundred. There was a guy that just got in there eight seconds ago. Jamal Kane, Marquette. Hmm. He doesn't want Shaka, huh? Jeez. Yep, uh, Rutgers losing Jacob Young and Miles Johnson. Not great, not great. Christian Lander, Indiana. Could you so imagine let's just, if you got like if you got recruited by Shaka Smart and you didn't go to Texas and you ended up going to Marquette? And then he's at Marquette. That'd be awkward. I don't know if that's ever happened. 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31. 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44. There's been 45 players in the transfer portal in the last seven hours. Wow. Yeah, so 
Cool. And Tanner Grove Center. So that's uh, – what, what was the number I just said? 42. I said more than that. I think I said 44, like 40, 49 or something. 47, I think. We'll say there's been 48 players because Grove's <laughs> just entered. So there you go. There's your transfer update. Yeah. Everybody in the country's in there. Isn't that almost like a third of the players, right? <laughs> I don't know how many players. Because there's three in D1 basketball. There's 300, 300 and how many teams are there? Let me go to Ken Bum. 60. There's like 360. It's up near there, yeah. It's uh, 300 and 57, okay? So if you go to a calculator, 357 what, times 14, say 14. Uh, 4,600. I mean, that's almost a fourth of the players. Five by 900. It's going to get to a fourth. Yeah. Crazy. Did it, and they did, did they pass the automatic rule like you can play immediately or not? I don't think they did. I thought they weren't they going to pass a one-time transfer thing. I, I thought that they that it got shot down. I thought that they were moving towards doing it. Maybe it just has. They should do the one-time that. transfer. Or you can transfer once and get automatic eligibility. They should do that anyways. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, they let random people like Alan Griffin play the next year anyways. So yeah. Well, it was COVID related. So sure it was. I mean, they let he just wanted play. to make it to the Sweet 16, man. He knew Illinois couldn't do it. Yeah, that's disappointing. <laughs> um, all right. It would have been nice Let's... to see that matchup if Illinois would have played Syracuse. In the Elite Eight. Yeah, I would have run them out of the gym there. They can't play any defense. Actually, Illinois probably would have been confused by the zone, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. why is it like everyone's confused by a zone defense? I don't know. Against a team that's not even good defensively, who has a dude that plays the five that's like seven foot, 120 pounds. Yeah. Dolage or whatever. What a joke. What the hell is Huggins doing? He's got 900 freaking wins. Learn how to play against a zone. <laughs> Jesus. There was 1,881 wins between Bayheim and Huggins. Wow. Uh, uh, Bayheim has 982 now. Huggins has 900. So 1882. Does Bayheim really have more, though? Didn't he have to vacate some or something? Or is that non <laughs> is that non vacated wins? I, mean, I thought he was I thought he was over a thousand. He has nine eighty one and four oh eight. Nine eighty two and four oh eight. Four oh eight vacated. Four hundred eight losses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, geez. Nothing va- or there vacated is- in a decade. <laughs> He has vacated wins. I guarantee he does. He does, yeah. 2,000. He has 2,000 vacated wins. Most Mm -hmm. winningest coach in the world. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Okay. He does have some, like. Why don't you just Google it? Jeez Louise. 0405, 0506, and 1112. The scandal. 101 of his wins. Does that not count towards the 982? In 2015, the NCAA vacated 101 of his wins. I don't think that it does. Because he's been there. He's been at Syracuse for 45 years. Never mind. Uh, Reduced his number from 966 to 858. Well, and that was in 2015. So, How many wins would he have to have from now to then? Uh, to get to 982. I don't know. Okay. Going, going off How many actual, right actual wins does... What's going on right now? Jim Beheim has 982 
And I think plus one hundred. That number does not include the one hundred and one wins that were vacated. Yeah, they won't. Yeah, they won't include him. He better have over a thousand wins. He's been there for forty five years. He's been there forever since nineteen seventy six. Yeah, forty five years. Can He's you, a little loser. Get like, how job, old Jim. is he? How does he have a kid in college? He was fifty five. Seventy six. A college kid, seventy six years old. If he could last about six more years, I bet Buddy could be the head coach there. But he's he's gonna have be coaching his grandson. I mean, anyways. Anyway, enough Beheim there. <laughs> um, let's do the inside out duos left in this tournament and ranking them. And I guess I'll just I don't even have a ranking. I just have the names in front of me, and maybe I'll just go at random. I mean. I'll go from 16 to 1. You tell me if you agree or disagree. Okay. So, the worst one I left. did list mine, but go ahead. Okay, well, you know, well, let's do this. You're, no, I'll you go ahead. Six, I'll tell you who my 16 is. You tell me who your 16 is. Gotcha. Sounds good. Okay, so my 16, if I'm just looking at it right now, oh, boy, I don't even know. <laughs> uh, you did <laughs> Good prep, bro. I was just planning on just doing this off the cuff, you know, that type of deal. That's good. I like What's your 16? Stuff. My 16 would be Oregon State. Okay. Mine's going to be Florida State. Okay. MJ Walker and Raekwon Gray. 15, I will say – I'll say Oregon State as well. Ethan Thompson and uh, Alatiche. Who's mm-hmm. your 15? My 15 is uh, Creighton. Honestly, I just I don't think I okay. watch Creighton play much. But go ahead. Uh, fourteen. I will go with. Are we at fourteen? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Uh. I'll go. Uh. <laughs> Riveting go stuff. Villanova. Okay. They're good, but you know whatever. I'm going with Florida State. All right, 13, I will go with uh, Mike Smith and Hunter Dickinson because, you know, I don't think that Mike Smith is, you know. If it was if I would have put Brooks and Dickinson, I might have gone a different way, but whatever. Number we at? 13. Uh, I put UCLA. Okay. I will go with UCLA. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that, <laughs> that I'm, like, really good at, at this, but, yeah. I'm actually going to put UCLA at 13. I'm going to put Michigan at 12. Okay. Uh, 11, who do you have at 12? Do I have a 12? I uh, put Houston. Okay, 11, I'm going to go with Creighton, Zagorowski, Christian Bishop. 10, I will go with... Uh, hmm. 10, I'll go with Houston as well. I think Gorham holds Grimes back a little bit. Plus, Houston doesn't really have a true big Getting man. I'm really confused on my numbers now. But anyways. 10, number 10. Uh, did I say Villanova yet? No. Illinois. Who was your 11? Houston. Ron Track. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now we get into the top 10. Uh, uh-huh. Number nine, I will go with. I feel like I skipped a number or something. I don't know what's going on. I will on. go with Syracuse number nine, Buddy and Dola J. And Buddy is uh, the only reason they're in the top 10. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I have Arkansas at nine. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, at number uh, eight. Like I, I will go. <laughs> tell me, tell me your nine through sixteen. 
Well, I just changed it on the fly, so. All right, good. We're good. Anyways. Number eight is where we're at. And I'm I have Syracuse say, eight. Okay, number eight, I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with, no. <laughs> okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Butler and Chamwa Chachua from Baylor. Okay. Number seven. Uh, I have Alabama. Going to go with Loyola Chicago at seven. Williamson and Crutwig. And number six, I'm going to go with uh, Jaden Shackelford and Herb. No, that's no. Number six, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Arkansas. Okay. Moody and Smith. What about five? Uh, six, I had Baylor. I don't think he asked okay. me that. Um, five, I have Loyola Chicago. Five, I'm going to go with Chris Duarte and Eugene from Eugene. Okay. Did you say five, Loyola? Yep. This is so confusing. I should just put mine down. Uh, four? <laughs> uh, four, I have Michigan. Four, I went with uh, Shackelford and Jones from Bama. Mm-hmm. At number three, who you got? Three, I have uh, Oregon. Three, I have Acemas and O'Banner. I don't know how I met. Like, I don't know what I did. Like, I still have three teams left. I have I have uh, Oral Roberts, uh, USC, and Gonzaga left. What number are we on? You probably just didn't say one here. I'm just let's, okay. Let's <laughs> just big deal. let's go over all of it now. One through sixteen. Okay. Number one, I have Gonzaga. I have Gonzaga. Two, I have USC. I have USC. Three, I have Oral Roberts. Same. Okay. Four, I have uh, Alabama. Four, I have Oregon. Five, I have Oregon. Five, I have Loyola Chicago. Okay. Six, I have uh, Arkansas. Uh, six. I I don't know. See my numbers. Six. I have Baylor. <laughs> uh, okay. Seven. I have Loyola Chicago. Seven. I have Alabama. Then eight. I have Baylor. Uh, eight. I have Syracuse. What are we on? Nine. I have Syracuse. <laughs> uh, Arkansas. Okay, then 10 through 16, I have Houston, Creighton, Michigan, UCLA, Villanova, Oregon State, Florida State. Boom. Nailed it. Sounds good. All right, we're good. This I, think we're pretty, <laughs> I think we're pretty even there. I all right, mean, all right. Let's, that's pretty close. Let's talk about conferences. Uh, Big 10, Big 12 suck, Pac-12 is great. Thoughts? That is the perfect definition of what has happened. Um, ACC also sucks. I think we can say that, right? But we knew that all year. Syracuse and Florida State are there. You know, people just need to stay up a little later, watch some Pac-12 basketball, and realize how different the game is on the West Coast. It's a different game. Let that one soak for a minute for everybody. (laughs) All right, uh, let's just do this now. Let's pick the games, talk about the matchups. We'll start. Okay. We'll just go based off of when the games will take place. So tomorrow the first game is on CBS, 1.40 Central Time. It is uh, Loyola Chicago, Oregon State. What do you think in this one? 
I think Loyal Chicago is going to win this. Um, Porter Moser, I, I, if he has any sort of game plan like he did against Illinois, um, I have a hard time seeing him lose, honestly. I mean, he what they ran against Illinois and the way that Illinois didn't adjust, maybe, you know, maybe Oregon State will be different and will make some adjustments. Um, I did hear that Brad Underwood said he threw the whole book at that game. No, he didn't. <laughs> well, obviously he didn't. But it's a small book. <laughs> His book doesn't have very many options. No. So um, the options are stand around and dribble, throw it up to Kofi, see high, what happens, and high don't balls, play defense. High ball screens that get cut off, and uh, yeah, chase everybody around and run off two screens every time. Don't play so. defense. Yes. Uh, okay. So That's weird. Why can't they just switch on every screen? Can they, don't you think they'll be able to do that more when Kofi's not there? Because like they'll have a guy a little more of a versatile. Well, the thing is, it, the thing is, like the way that Loyola and, and I know we were going to talk about this game, but the <laughs> you know, the more I think about it and stuff, but the way Loyola defended that game and like came out and forced them, and Illinois' defense was literally Kofi stand underneath the basket, pretty much. Um, I it, it, like I don't know why Kofi can't come out. Like Kofi has quick feet. You know, I mean, he's not the slowest dude in the world. I don't understand why why they don't hedge like like Loyola did. I mean, I think they're too worried about guarding the paint, but still getting beat in the paint anyway. Yeah, Loyola scored what forty in the paint. Yeah, like if they were that worried about it, you know, Underwood said he had a great great plan for Crutwig. I'm still waiting for that one to come up. But. They should let Georgie come out and guard the threes and get all the way down like this defensively and. <laughs> Let someone hit one. Anyways, uh, uh, that yeah, I mean, my light just flicked on. Finally, it's been on for like an hour, and then it finally <laughs> flicked on. It's like it, it takes like forty-five minutes every time. I think that's yeah, when we know we hit the forty-five minute point. Yeah. Um. So I also like Loyola in this game. Um. I just think they're better. You know, yeah. I do, and I think at some point Oregon State's going to run into a team that's better. And you got to think about this too. Oregon State was playing a lot of games in a short amount of time. Now they've had a few days a break, off. Yeah. They've had, what, five days off? So as good as they've been and as good of a story as they are, I think Loyola wins this game. Now, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think because Oregon State can stay in games with their ability to shoot the free throws. They were 33 for 35 against Oklahoma State. And I warned everybody about Oklahoma State. Everybody thought it was a guarantee that Illinois and Oklahoma State would play in the Sweet 16. Neither of them are there. I did <laughs> I think I thought Illinois would get there. I didn't think Oklahoma State would have as good of a chance to get there. They didn't get there anyway. But uh, that just shows that if you hire the number one recruit's brother, he'll come to your school, but it doesn't guarantee you're going to win very much. Right? I mean, they did make the tournament, so props. And they were a four seed, but – I do think Loyola wins this game. I'd say somewhere around a two-point game for me, probably in the 60s. Um, I don't think Oregon State's going to be able to score as much as they have been in the last couple games. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, you know, I didn't, when we did the prediction for that game, I didn't take into account how good Loyola's defense was. I thought that maybe playing somebody else would have. You had 79-72 or something, yeah. and I had 69-62, so. Yeah. I mean, Loyola knows that I won in the tournament. That's the one thing they have on Oregon State, definitely. Yeah, I also, I just think they're better. I think yeah. Oregon State has better shooters, but I just think Loyola is so good defensively and can execute a game plan more than anybody. And they have two guys starting in their lineup, one guy at the one, the other guy at the five, or I guess the two of the five, that have been there and done that. 
So I think Loyola wins this game. Second game tomorrow is uh, Villanova-Baylor. That's a 415 Central on CBS. Uh, Villanova, how about this? I mean, I, this just shows you that Jay Wright can coach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this I, roster is not that good. Yeah. Uh, they were they, about 100 a, times better. Impressive. They've been about 100 times better when they won the championships than they are mm-hmm. right now. They don't have a real point guard. They have Archie and his brother. Twelve and a thirteen. So. That definitely helps. But <laughs> the fact that they—I mean, they didn't—they killed the thirteen, and they were pretty dominant over the twelve. So it's not like they barely beat both of those teams. But it helps that they did play them. And I honestly think the way Villanova's played—if Purdue would have barely gotten away from North Texas, I think Villanova would have beaten Purdue at that point. But that's all speculation. But uh, I think Baylor wins this game and I think they win it by double digits. Uh, I just think they're finally back to playing the way they were before their two week pause. And uh, when they have it going, I mean, they're really hard to stop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Baylor's going to win it. I think that it might be a little closer than that. Isn't is Gillespie back? He's uh, never going to play. This, really? In this tournament. No, they no said way. they'd be back. Oh, he, he has a legit lose, injury. They lose by 20 then. He's like a torn MCL or whatever. Oh, he does? Yeah. Where did, when did I miss that? You probably you probably knew about it, but then you just figured it was like COVID or something. Yeah. No, well, he has I, a knew torn MCL. I knew he was hurt, but I thought that they that he would be back for some reason. Torn MCL. Maybe that was before the MRI. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, he's okay. not going to be playing. But I just don't Couldn't think Villanova, has, Villanova doesn't have the bodies. You know, I just think that. The thing with Baylor is that they have a good five-man rotation, but they have a center that comes off the bench and Jonathan Shamwu Chachua, mm-hmm. Shamwa Chachua, whatever the hell his name is. It's a great Amazing name. name. <laughs> I don't even know how to spell it without looking it up. <laughs> and uh, he's better than Thamba. He comes off the bench at the five. Flagler's a great guard that comes off the bench. And Matt Meyer led them in scoring in the last game. So they have eight guys that play that are really good. And L.J. Cryer could come off the bench as a freshman. Maybe he could contribute, but they're just a lot better than Villanova is. And props to uh, Jay Wright and Villanova to get into the Sweet 16 because nobody mm-hmm. thought that they would get out of the first round. So True. here they are. I don't think they're going to win, but it's a nice little story, I guess, for people that don't hate Villanova, which I don't. They've won two titles in the last seven years or whatever. Don't care. It doesn't mean so, I'm hate so both teams that you thought are going to lose so far, you said they've been nice stories. See you later. Just so you know. Yes, and the next one is the same thing. Uh, Arkansas Oral Roberts, 625 TBS. Sure, we'll get to your Charles Barkley in the studio, I guess, even though I don't know why they wouldn't just dump those guys after the first two rounds. And you know what? I got to say this real quick. I know I've hated on the guy a lot, but Andy Katz did a really good job because he pays attention. The other guys don't. And I actually feel bad for him having to be stuck with that garbage. So (laughs) those guys are entertainment. They're great for the NBA, but nobody wants to hear what they have to say about college hoops. They don't know what they're talking about. We got Coach Pickle. We got him not knowing the names of anybody. I mean, it's embarrassing. What is the point of bringing in NBA guys to do college? They think it's going to help their ratings, but it's not. Yeah. Nobody watches Nobody watches March any ad. Like you got four TVs on. I'm not like watching what they're talking about after the game or before the game. Sorry. The only time that I really watched them was like when it was on from like 11:30 to 12:30 cuz all the games were over. There's nothing on. And I want to hear what other stupid things he would say and what, that's where I caught the coach pickle thing. So, um I think that Arkansas wins this game by 6. Uh, Arkansas is a sneaky, really good team. They're, I know they're a three seed, but I feel mm-hmm. like some people have disrespected them. 
somebody I know has Col- had Colgate in the Final Four. So wow, disrespectful to Arkansas. Um, I, I love Arkansas. Justin Smith, Moses Especially Moody. those Razorback jerseys. I need to get me one of those. Now, they did get a little bit lucky that Texas Tech missed a couple layups late yeah. in that game. But True. as great as it would be to see this nice little story of Oral Roberts, uh, yeah, they're not going to win this game, I don't think. Unless if O'Banner and Aces have a game, they'll win the game. But I just nice don't see story, it happening. It is yeah. a cool story, yeah. You're, uh, yep, you're, uh, you're spot on. I, Obviously. I agree, Arkansas. Every time, yeah. I nailed True. it. Uh, by the way, quick update for the people that love women's basketball. My tournament for the women's bracket is unreal. Who this might be the best bracket loves ever women's basketball? I got to say, I don't dislike it that much. I mean, women's college basketball is not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. When they, when they can, yeah. No. The WNBA is complete I didn't mean joke, anything by that. Please see, we lost two viewers because I said that. I was just joking, guys. Well, I did just my, say the WNBA is a my, joke. But... My brother coaches girls basketball. My stepfather coached girls basketball. It was just a joke, guys. I'm joking. And while we're on the subject, I'm going to pull up my screen here. Look at this bracket. This is an unreal bracket. You ready? What did you pick all one, one seeds? 99%. You see that? Wow, are you winning the the ESPN thing because you're the only one that filled one out? Or all right, <laughs> look at that. I mean, I mean come on, nailed it. North All Carolina. Those. You got, uh, for, did you get Mich- Michigan? Nope. I got every single Sweet Sixteen team except for Arkansas and Tennessee. How about Man. that? Pretty good. Dude, how much do we hate Michigan now? The ladies' team made it to the Sweet 16. Look at that. 99%. What? But what the, place the are number you uh not the number one person has 620. What? And I have 540 or whatever. So uh, still pretty good though. I mean, come on. That's that's impressive. 540, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I am coming in about here, I'll find it. Uh I'm right. I'm probably around the 200s or the 300s for that. Mm-hmm. My men's brackets are bad. Anyway, <laughs> another wasted segment. Uh, let's go now to the final game of the day tomorrow, which is Syracuse and Houston. And I got to say, I've never been more confident in an 11 seed over a two seed than this game. Wow. Cuse are rolling 75 63 final. Yeah. Winning by 12, huh? Oh, yeah. I have Syracuse winning. I think it's going to be a close game, but I'm all uh, in. I didn't. I didn't pick them to win in round one or round two. Uh, now I'm back. Um, Houston struggled with Rutgers, so that kind of worries me because I think Syracuse is a better team than Rutgers, even though they're an 11 seed and Rutgers was a 10. Rutgers did beat Syracuse yeah. early in the season too. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. You know, Rutgers in the early parts of the season actually had a Ron Harper Jr. that could shoot, and then somehow he lost his ability to shoot. Yeah. So, I don't know. They uh, weren't as good as they should have been because I think Rutgers' roster on paper should have been a top-five Big Ten team. So, And they weren't. And they ended up being a 10 seed, but they also played one of the worst seven seeds you could play. So mm-hmm. there you go. Clemson is a horrendous seven seed. The fact they were a seven seed, the fact that Clemson was on the same – talk about BYU. The fact that Clemson <laughs> yeah. was on the same seed line as Oregon is a joke. Yeah, absolutely. I mean – just embarrassing by the committee. And the committee is mostly full of these skeletons who don't know what the hell they're doing most of the time, but it is what it is. Uh, they're way too resume based over actual team skill, but 
you know, they don't, they're not ready to have someone like myself on the committee. Yeah. Um, How do you run for that? Can you get on that? You have to be an athletic director probably. Cause I know the, oh. the committee chairs, the athletic director. Athletic Kentucky. Chair. Yeah. Yeah. So conflict just, of interest, but whatever. He was just mad. His team wasn't there. He was probably thinking, you know, guys, I know they're nine and 14, but you look <laughs> at some of these games. Yeah. Notre Dame, they almost came back and won. They blew. Kentucky is a team that should have been over 500. They had like five um, SEC games yeah, where they were winning. They got screwed against Arkansas. They were beating Tennessee. Just a lot of mess ups in that in that old deal. And they'll be back next year, but whatever. I'm not going to waste time on Kentucky. We're already wasting enough time. Uh, Gonzaga Creighton, one ten CBS on Sunday is how we start. And I think Gonzaga wins. And I think they cover the spread. Don't care what the spread is. I don't know how they. Yeah. I mean, all I got to say about Gonzaga, I, and I, I I don't know if I texted you this, but I texted this to somebody. Oklahoma played about as good of a game as you can play against Gonzaga. They made their yeah, shots, that to me. and they did all this stuff, and they lose. And the, Now, I will say the refs definitely helped Gonzaga cover the spread. Yeah. But Gonzaga was in control of that game the whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I So we're going out to eat on Sunday, and my wife asked me what time the games were, and I said, well, Gonzaga plays at 1, but I really don't care that much because they're going to win by 20. So, they're a thirteen point favorite. I have them winning by a sixteen. I think they cover the spread. Yeah, I think so. I think that's gotta be that's gotta be one of the larger one versus five spreads in a while, right? Because I feel like a one versus five oh, is yeah. typically like you know, more like even Baylor Villanova is you I know, think the uh, only other seven and one, a half. The only one in the other one in the sweet sixteen is I think uh I wanna say Baylor's an eleven point favorite. Baylor no, seven Arkan- and a half. Arkansas, Arkansas is eleven and a half. Favorite, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Gonzaga should win this going away. Here's the thing: I think Creighton's been impressive. I know they had that whole thing with their coach at the end of the season. They wanted him to continue to coach, and he has. You know, they beat UCSB last second, but they're another one of those teams like Villanova that got there beating a twelve and a thirteen. Uh, they beat Ohio handily. Now they did kill Ohio. That I would say Baylor and or not Baylor, Villanova and Creighton have been like the same. They're both Big East teams, too. They beat a 12 and a 13. They beat the 12 in a fairly close game in Villanova, and Winthrop was a little bit more of a gap in score than the uh, Creighton-UCSB game. But then they just killed the 13 season the next round. And now they're both going to get, you know, beat up by the one seed. So nobody's beating Gonzaga. I mean, it's just not going to happen. I think it's going to be an undefeated season. So. And if anyone was going to beat them, it would have been Oklahoma. They played really well, and uh, not enough. Uh, second game is Michigan and Florida State. I think that's at four fifteen on CBS. So there's the first two games on CBS, second two games are on TBS. That is the same for both days. Michigan, Florida State. I got to say, I like Florida State in this game. I'm sticking with them. I had them in my original bracket going to this game and winning this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they they. You know, they were really good against Colorado. Yeah. Um, they struggled at the beginning of that game. Um, Both teams struggled. Like, there was yeah, no points. Yeah, it was at, what, 11 to 12 with three minutes left or something? I think it was 25-21 at the half, I think. Yeah, it was bad. Um, yeah, so as long as Florida State gets going, I, I have Florida State winning this game too. So um, Michigan is not the same team without Livers. They're not, and LSU probably should have beaten them, but they really fell off. I mean, I don't know what their offensive yeah. plan was there. It was really weird. Yeah, that's – I, mean, I thought, we'll, we'll I thought LSU was going anyway, so. to beat them, and then all of a sudden it was 
Michigan just took over. It seemed the like. reason the Michigan won is because Sean D. Brown finally figured Sean out how D. to Brown. shoot. Yeah, he was Jesus. huge. Twenty-one points off the bench, pretty good. Yeah, it's like most threes, he'll just toss them up airball, but then he actually starts <laughs> to make them, and it's like he can shoot. What? Yeah, Smith airballed one that day. That was ugly. Oh yeah. man, it's bad. Uh, this is a six fifteen game on TBS, Alabama and UCLA, which is right here on this bracket back here. So there you go. Uh, I think Alabama wins this game by double digits. I don't think we're going to have that many close games this weekend. Yeah, I agree. Alabama, Alabama. just unreal. Blew the F out of Maryland. (laughs) It was you were texting me early in that game being worried. Yeah, it was close. I was scared. And then they had more threes than and then two. I, I, two I think after I sent that, they seriously made like six threes in a row. It was that's what un- Alabama does. Unbelievable. I mean, that's what they do. It reminds me of that Auburn team a couple of years ago. Except they're actually better. Yeah, true. True. And they're a two seed. Yes. And they have a coach who isn't a complete and total loser scumbag like Bruce Also Hill. true. Also true. Nate Oates is a great guy. Nate Oates was a high school coach. Love this story. At Rothstein tells it all the time. Every time Nate Oates is brought up, he's a high school coach. The best player on his high school team gets recruited to go to uh, UK, or, uh, Rhode Island with Dan Hurley. Dan Hurley tells Bobby Hurley, hey, Nate Oates seems like a really good coach. You should hire him as an assistant. He'll be a college coach one day. Uh, Bobby Hurley goes to Buffalo, hires Nate Oates as an assistant coach. Bobby Hurley leaves Buffalo to Arizona State. Nate Oates gets the Buffalo job. Nate Oates beats Bobby Hurley in the tournament at Buffalo, does a great job at Buffalo, goes to Alabama, and now he's got them in the Sweet 16 as a two seed. So, I mean, the fact that Alabama is this good already at basketball again with Nate Oates, mm-hmm. number one, it shows how big of an embarrassment Avery Johnson was there. And number two, it shows that Nate Oates, uh, you know, he can do a little bit of coaching. So and those are the best type of coaches you can get right there right now. Those mid-major guys that win with less lesser recruiting, unless you're Shaka Smart. Shaka Smart apparently can't coach the, the great talent. Nope. But if you got a guy that can coach both and has proven that he can win with less, why not hire him? You don't have to hire the big name or the old windbag who's been retired for a decade. You don't have to hire those types. True. I'm not even really referring to anyone specifically, but I feel like that's how – like I'm sure Indiana is probably almost the point where they're going to call Bobby Knight at this point. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Jesus. Get it together. Hire someone who's got a track record of being able to recruit and coach with lesser talent. You don't have to call – maybe they'll call Gene Keedy as well. Make oh, yeah. Gene Keedy the associate head coach and Bobby Knight the head coach. That would be fun. I don't think I have a weird feeling. I think a lot of people feel this way. Maybe Bobby Knight's style wouldn't work out these days, huh? Not sure it would. I don't know. Probably wouldn't be able. I don't to... think uh, throwing chairs at players is acceptable right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, because everyone bitched and in... complained when Tom Izzo slightly grabbed a player. We are in. Give a, me a break. You know, we live in a different world. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't condone throwing stuff at players, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Sometimes uh, you need to. Yeah, uh, Oregon USC. This is a perfect time slot. Sunday night, late night, pack twelve after dark. Are they just playing o'clock. it at eleven o'clock? Do you think I mean, Bill, Bill Walton's going to be on this game? He's got to do a game. I yeah. mean, they're probably going to have him on like during a game just to talk probably. for like five minutes. But you got to have him do color. Seriously, yeah. you have to. If you don't, you're missing a huge opportunity. I don't care what like you know uh, what's his face says. You know, if it's not Bill Raftery, I don't care. I don't know if he would do it, though, because I don't think weed's legal in Indiana. 
You can do it from home. <laughs> Sneak an edible in there. What the hell is wrong with that? True. Do it from home, Bill. Come on. We need Bill. Oh, Bill. Got to get him. You. He Gotta probably wouldn't him. do this game because he's so mad at the committee for setting this Sweet 16 game up. These guys should be playing in the Final Four. They're in a position to get three Final Four teams. Yeah. They're not going to get any, but they're in a position to get three. So I agree. Oregon should be like the sixth seed in the South over Texas Tech. I agree with that because Oregon will be playing Oral Roberts right now and they beat them by 20. So there you go. Um, but Oregon USC, I do like the Ducks in this game. I'm going to stick with my original pick. I think Oregon wins by about seven or eight. I think the spread on this one is uh, seven, like USC minus two. Oh, minus two. Okay. USC's favored by two. I love Oregon in this game. I have Oregon too. We we are legit matched on all these. Are we? Yep. Jeez, I want to change one of my picks. <laughs> Why? Uh, You're yeah, gonna lose the game if you if you change one. I think I'm due for a nice eight no week. I really yeah. I really do. Um, yep. Let's just hope that Gonzaga wins it all, right? I think that's what we should be hoping for. <laughs> True. Uh, so after all the madness, how surprised would you be if we just get a Gonzaga Baylor championship? Not surprised at all. Um, I think Alabama, if they if they get to the Final Four, might give Gonzaga a game. Um, I Baylor, I, I mean, I don't know. Actually, Baylor kinda... can be inconsistent, so that's that's my only worry with Baylor. But I, I, we didn't get this matchup earlier in the year because of COVID. I would we deserve love, it. I would love a Gonzaga Baylor championship. I mean, I think most people will cry about it, but yeah. it's not like it's Duke, Kentucky. You know, right. Gonzaga Baylor are Absolutely. not those blue blood programs. Right. They're just really good now. And yeah. what do you think? Majority of the country would root for who in that game? Gonzaga, because really? because in a lot of people's eyes. Gonzaga is still a Cinderella team. I don't think anybody reason. thinks that. Oh, not people Cinderella. That, people, people that want that want, only watch basketball during the tournament. I guarantee they think that they're not going to look at a thirty and O team as a Cinderella. I'm just saying. <laughs> they'll look at them as like an underdog you, or something. Do you, but do you think people are going to are going to root for the undefeated season, or you think they're going to root for? I think they would root the against the undefeated season, right? I, I mean, that's usually how sports go. Everybody loves Gonzaga. I don't know. I don't Nobody know a person out there that doesn't love ago. Gonzaga. Like, even if you hate every other school, how about all those like morons that say they don't play anybody? They beat a Big Ten. They barely win seven games. They're, like that, they're that morons, stuff. just like he said. They go seven and thirteen to Big Ten. You can say whatever you want. Big Ten's way better. Well, the Big Ten had nine teams. That's that have one left, a, and it's a Sweet Sixteen. Heck of a hick accent. I you like know it. who I'm talking to here. I mean, all these people. <laughs> oh, they're not in the Big Ten. Oh, I blame all these idiots who talk about how great the Big Ten is as to why the Big Ten has one team left and barely. Michigan barely beat Texas Southern in terms of a one versus a sixteen, and then they. Barely beat LSU. Yeah. So thanks to those people out there that are like, oh, the Big Ten's so great. Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, nobody's better. Uh, West Coast Conference sucks. Gonzaga sucks. They don't play anybody. Can you just talk like that all the time? Please? They haven't played anybody in five months. They play. You got to spit like you're spitting your chaga. I mean, I don't really think that that's something that I should do. I think that might be taking a little bit over the line, maybe offend okay. some people. But um, What, that chew? Yes, but Gonzaga, um, 
better win the championship, so everyone will shut the hell up once and for all. And let me just ask you this one. If you had to say right now, and this is just for fun and nobody knows, who will be the 4-1 seeds next year? Putting you on the spot. 4-1 uh, seeds next year? Yep. Yikes. I think Gonzaga and Michigan will both be one seeds. Yeah, I agree. I think the other two um, one seeds is going to be like Alabama. I think may have a mm-hmm. shot. Knows they got some good guys coming in. The yeah, but Primo and Shackelford will probably be gone. A couple probably of guys. Namari Burnett. Burnett would be a big ad there. Yeah, I don't know about John Petty Jr., but um, Kansas will probably be back to being a one seed. Yeah, and yeah, I mean. He, who knows? North Carolina, Duke, those guys. Uh, how Nevada. 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 Um, some guy is one of the guys from from Grand Canyon passed away. Yeah, I think he played against Iowa, and then he like he died in a car accident a few days ago. Oh, really? That's pretty sad. bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't. I don't. Uh, I think he was like a big time player for them. Not like a, I don't yeah, know if he started, yeah. but he played minutes. So yeah. it's very sad. Um, I think that's all we have for this show. Did yeah. you happen to catch any of the NCAA men's hockey tournament today? Or? I did not have time to watch any of it. You know, I was, but I was hanging on to your every tweet about the Wisconsin, uh, Bemidji State. Bemidji State game. <laughs> Never heard of Bemidji State, but I picked them in my bracket. So did you? That. Yeah. Has Wisconsin not very good at hockey? Wisconsin's good. They have some good pro players. You look at the Dylan Holloway, who was drafted by the Oilers last year. You look at a Cole Caulfield drafted by the Canadians a couple years ago. They're good, but I just feel like they're so inconsistent. Their power play, you know, not as not great. So yeah, yeah. But I did. I just found out that Bemidji is in Minnesota, and I guess that's how you say it. Oh, uh, there you go. That, also, that has a lot to do with it. 16,000 bucks after aid. Not bad. Hmm. Um, but yeah, they have 4,000 students approximately. So there's some good NCAA men's hockey games tonight. If you don't want to watch the garbage ass NIT, like imagine caring about the NIT. I love college basketball as much as the next guy, but who cares about the NIT? No time for that trash. Really don't. Um, but yeah, men's hockey tournament. Check it out. Check it out. Now you got a Canadian accent. <laughs> Are we doing like improv here or what? I mean, we could. Uh, so tonight, men's hockey tournament, if you guys want to check it out. Um, Massachusetts and Lake Superior State play on ESPNU at 530 Central. So you got that. And then you have uh, one more game, which is North Dakota, who I have winning it all, North against Dakota. American International, 830 Central, 930 uh Eastern on ESPN three. And you also have uh well, I guess Michigan got knocked out of the hockey tournament due to COVID. Uh, what are we talking about? Hockey. <laughs> Michigan got knocked out of the tournament due to COVID. So uh, which sucks because Michigan had a loaded team. Loaded. Michigan loaded. was loaded. But uh, I think North Dakota is gonna win the uh tournament. So I mean there's only five states in this country that truly care about Fair hockey. Enough. Fair enough. Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Massachusetts. Canada. And then I guess New York slightly just because, <laughs> you know, with Philip Ricorda, who was on the 1979 Lake Placid team. But I digress. Uh, all right. I guess we're done here since this is supposed to be a college basketball show. We've had like seven other topics that have nothing to do with this. So <laughs> 
this was good. Uh, we'll talk about the Elite Eight in a couple days. We'll do one of these again, I guess, then the Final Four. Hopefully people will actually give us questions sometime because I do want to, you know, check that out. But in terms of our Illini podcast, we'll be back soon with that one. So, all right, that'll be that. See you next Take week. care, everybody. We'll see you in a couple days. But it, it is what it is.